Welcome to the first episode of the Alternative Travelers podcast. In this episode, we're going to talk about why we're starting a podcast, how it'll be different from our blog, and what kinds of topics you can expect on this podcast. You'll also learn why we call ourselves the Alternative Travelers, and no, it's not just because we listen to the Foo Finders, the quintessential alternative rock band. Originally, we had recorded episodes well before the pandemic hit the U.S., we want to be clear that given the current circumstances we all find ourselves in, we do not encourage non-essential travel. Don't be booking any vacations right now. Try to social distance as much as possible and practice all the public health guidelines given by the experts and authorities. Meanwhile, we can all still talk about travel because someday we will again. Welcome to the Alternative Travelers Podcast. I'm Sam. And I'm Varen. In each episode, we'll share stories, tips, and advice to help you live a life of unconventional travel. For more, head to alternativetravelers.com. And now, let's get to the episode. Sam and I originally connected on our desire to live in an alternative way. In other words, we are interested in alternative modes of living and lifestyles. We look at the mainstream culture at large and what someone is supposed to be doing with their life and how to go about it doesn't really personally resonate with us. So we wanted to look for alternatives, quite literally. And what set us off on this lifestyle was travel and a dream of trying to travel full-time. So, our website name, alternativetravelers.com, calling ourselves the Alternative Travelers, is a response to the mainstream consumerist travel and not wanting to travel like that. We're not going to talk about the top 10 destinations in Paris or the sightseeing things you should do. That's just, we're not interested in that. Yeah, so... House-sitting is obviously a very alternative way of living and traveling, um, which is very different from the normal image of a digital nomad. I feel like most conversation or, you know, Instagram influencers who are digital nomads is always about what digital nomad hotspots to go to, like Bali and Indonesia or Chiang Mai and Thailand or whatever, we're digital nomads, but we are doing it in a different, in a different way through house. I, yeah. I would say that think of the popular image of a digital nomad. And it's usually some person, white <laughs> Westerner in Southeast Asia, Bali, Indonesia, uh, at a cafe having smoothie bowls. And there's very special kind of like, you know, latte and they have a remote job. They're able to live practically like royalty in these other countries on their, you know, Western salary. And that kind of lifestyle, that kind of mode of living is not what we're interested in doing, and nor is it what we actually do. So we want to show that 
what our, our approach does not require having a really well-paying job that you can absolutely try to do have more of a digital nomad lifestyle if you wanted to or just have more travel in your life but you don't need to have the financial resources that you popularly see depicted with uh, digital nomads yeah because i i feel like it's all still about spending money so you're going to a place you're booking an airbnb you're or you're co-working you get a co-working membership or you're co-living which is like co-working and you're living in the same place so it just seems like very it just doesn't seem practical practical or attainable for a lot of people like it seems very it can seem very over sensationalized if that's a word yeah i would say in any time you see something about digital nomads in the media there's a very popular image that we associate with them if you ever see house sitting in the media it's always oversimplified for example it'll say oh my god look travel the world for free and just take care of somebody's pet which is very partially true it's not a way to travel the world for free it's definitely not even free yeah. you know i mean the, yeah, there's no money exchanged hands. We house it, and that means that we stay in someone's house while they're away, usually take care of their pets um, in exchange for staying there. So they don't pay us, you know, a cash salary. They don't pay for pet care, and we don't pay for accommodation. We don't pay utilities. We don't pay rent. We don't pay, you know, I mean, sometimes we get use of their car while they're gone. We don't get paid in voluntary value, but we get paid, you know, in other ways. I mean, some digital nomads do some house sitting here and there, but it's still all about like cherry picking what destinations you want to go to. And we go where the house sits are, which can be very exciting and interesting and fun. That's kind of what we want to show through this podcast is the, the stories of how we do this and how rewarding it can be. You don't have to have like a tech job income to save up money. You don't have to sell your house so that you can have the savings to travel, neither of which we had before we started this. So we basically just want to show how travel, either long-term, full-time, more than you're doing now, is way more attainable than you think and how sitting can help you get there. Yeah, I agree with that 100%. But yeah, so house sitting is one thing we do, but it's also tied in with the other ways that we travel alternatively. The other ways that we approach travel is that we want to tr approach travel sustainably and we're also vegan. So we like to say that we're sustainable vegan travelers. Now, sustainable is an all-encompassing word for basically three elements when you're considering travel and your destination. So there's the economical part. How does it affect the economy of your destination? Uh, the social slash community part. How does it, are you going to have a positive impact on the community or a negative impact on the community? And then there's the environment. Is what you're doing good for the environment as well? So it's, these things aren't entirely separate. Not one is more important than the other, but they're all related. And if you're wondering, well, how do I gauge these things? How do they play a part? Isn't travel just travel? I mean, Traveling by a plane has very different impacts versus traveling by car or traveling by a cruise 
But those are just some popular examples. Or spending all your time in a resort. How helpful is that resort for the community? Does the community really see any money, locally speaking? So these are things we're going to go into more in depth, but they're a part of how we approach travel. And the sustainability uh, aspect of travel, it, it has to do with ethics. It has to do with trying to be responsible for your actions while you travel. And it ties into our veganism. We're both vegan and we think these things have huge overlap and they're just they're talked about as very separate things you'll have sustainable travelers talking about the impact in the community but they don't want to look at what they eat and the foods they consume because a lot of tourist food is not the same as local food and there's the vegan travelers who don't want to think twice about their choices and where they travel and that somehow being vegan is just enough we say no why stop thinking there we need to take if we're going to be ethical about how we eat and how we dress we should be ethical and responsible about how we travel, how we just do other things and how we live our lifestyle, which is one of full-time travel right now. Yeah, totally. But, and I also think people think that sustainable travel and vegan travel, both those things, it's just like, oh, I have to be sustainable on my holiday. That sounds like a lot of work and it sounds like I'm going to have to give up this and give up that. Same thing with, with eating vegan, you know, let alone while you're at home or, you know, while you're travel, like while you're traveling, there's plenty of people that are like, sure, I'll eat mostly plant based at home. But when I'm traveling, I want to eat the local food. I don't care this or that, like, let alone if it's like shark in Iceland, which by the way, is mostly tourists eating it. Uh, yeah, anyway, that's a, it's a tangent, but we want to show also that you can travel sustainably and vegan. And have like tons of fun while doing it. I mean, we on our website write vegan city guides. We're really into food and we always like scour each place we go for the best vegan food. Like not just like where you can eat a meal that doesn't have animal products in it. Like, um, but where you can actually eat delicious things, you know. So we're really passionate about showing that you can be vegan wherever you go and have a great experience. So on, like I mentioned on our blog, we already have vegan, like vegan city guides. So, you know, the best places to eat wherever you go, but those articles are kind of very informative and straightforward. Whereas I think that's kind of segues into like, why do a podcast as opposed, if we already have a blog that we're talking about all these topics so uh, I'll, I'll turn it over to you for that, Varen. I will gladly accept, <laughs> but you might need to ask a more guiding question. Sorry. <laughs> it's okay. So why are we doing a podcast? Well, we have many reasons, and I will go over a few, and any of the ones I miss, I'm sure Sam will gladly contribute. For one, we can share more stories. Podcasts are more story-oriented. Yeah, like when my example that kind of led to this was how on our blog we might write a guide to budget vegan places in New York on the podcast. We'll talk about those places, the key places and our experiences there. Like what was the place like? Like what was the food like? What can you expect? What are our favorite things? Like, you know, did we have a unique experience? Those kind of things that like, are just too long-winded to get into a, an already long blog post. Yeah, I would add, I would give the example, and I think a lot of people can relate to this, is the recipe blogs. 
you go to a recipe blog because you want to find a recipe, but then you see this really long drawn out intro. And there's a reason for that because they want, when people go into Google, they want to, um, find something and, and how those things are ranked is determined by a lot of, uh, technical variables that I'm not going to get into. But because of that, in order to achieve a higher ranking, if you have a longer post, it ranks higher. So that's encouraged people to include things in a recipe blog entry that actually most of us aren't looking for. But if maybe they had a recipe podcast, we might go on and hear the story of, why they came up with that recipe. You're like, you're tuning in. You're basically consenting for like, I'm ready to hear a story. I want to hear the details. And there's not always room for that in a online blog. Yeah. Like we've written, we love writing reflective articles. And the thing is, we'll spend a lot of time writing those articles and not a lot of people read them because they're storytelling focused and let's face it, most people on the internet are just skimming through an article to get, you know, the information that they're looking for. Whereas with with a podcast, people want to hear a story. I mean, I know I listen to podcasts for information, but also I want to hear the story behind the information. So we it'll just be we feel excited to share those stories with you guys in a different way that enables us to be more candid and intimate and kind of get more into the experiences that people want to hear about, but that it just doesn't make sense in blog format. Yeah. For example, people, uh, when it comes to a blog, let's face it, it's, uh, you're looking for how to's top tens, why you shouldn't do this, why you shouldn't do that. It's quick pieces of information that you want to find in an easily digestible way. And we're more than happy to supply that information when we have that information and we have valuable things to share. But we noticed that when we write more reflective things, people aren't really searching for those kind of things. And we really, really want that creative output. We want to be able to share these kind of stories. And we know our readers are asking about it and want to read it. And a lot of them will read these things. But ultimately, we want to create something that people are going to experience. You wouldn't write a book and then want nobody to read it, you, of course, you want people to read the book that you wrote. So we, if we're going to share stories somewhere, we want to find the format where the audience and listeners are tuning in and that's what they want to hear. And people are listening, which is another point I want to make about podcasts is that they're inherently more personal and intimate than uh, writing blog posts. Yeah. Also, you know, when you're listening to a podcast, a lot of people listen to podcasts on their morning commute or in the gym or when they're maybe cleaning the house or cooking a meal they've made a million times. So like you're not scrolling through a bunch of other things, which I find that so many of us do on the internet. You might have a million tabs open and you're kind of skimming. When you put on a podcast, that's where the entirety of your focus is. It's just a, it's a different format and the, in the audiences are looking for different things. On our blog, a really great performing article we've written is top 25 books you want to read about in Spain before you travel there. And there's not as much room for us to really share our really fun, great experiences, formative experiences in, that we had while living in Spain. The person looking up that list is not looking for those stories about us. And while we've written like year in review articles, like how was our 2019 year? Uh, we get those, those get read, but not by as much people compared to this other article. 
So we really want to connect on a deeper level with our existing audience, but we also know there's potential to uh, connect with more people, people who don't consume blogs. There's absolutely people who don't read blogs. I'm kind of one of them. I like to joke that I write for a blog that I would never consume otherwise. Like I just wouldn't be searching for this kind of blog online, but I absolutely love writing for it. Yeah, Varen reads blogs that look like they're from the year 2000. So proud of it. <laughs> but yeah, that's the other thing to your point, back to your point about reaching people who listen to podcasts and don't read blogs. I know I feel super passionate about talking about house sitting because on a podcast, because there's literally no podcast about house sitting. Yeah. I mean, I've looked, trust me. If you know one, let us know. But there's episodes of people talk, being interviewed on other podcast, travel podcasts talking about house sitting. But like, that's, that's just one episode and it's just like, oh, this is a fun thing. Like, look at how great this can be. But like, maybe not, like, house sitting is about so much more that you can't talk about in just one episode. So that's definitely a reason why we wanted to do this. And we, there's also, I mean, there's, there's vegan podcasts or sustainable podcasts, but they're all interview focused, which is awesome. I love listening to those podcasts because people interview experts in the field, but it's just a different format from, you know, hearing from people who are traveling as full time as vegans, like how the fuck does that work in different places or traveling full, you know, like the nitty gritty of how we do it as opposed to interviewing an expert on X thing, which again is great, but it's just a totally different format. And I don't know of any podcasts out there who, who are talking about these kind of things. Yeah. They, like, uh, one of us mentioned earlier about how the spheres of vegan travel and sustainable travel are, are very different and they have huge overlap, like absolutely huge overlap and they shouldn't be separate. But that's how most of what we see out there is treating these uh, topics. And these are things we're really passionate about. And house sitting is absolutely a great form of sustainable travel. And we're vegans as we do it. So these things are inseparable for us. So it's also why it, you could argue that this podcast will be a sustainable vegan travel podcast, but it's going to be about us and our unique and particular experience and sharing with our audience um, the, the the unique challenges that come with the lifestyle, what we love about it, what are the trade-offs, but also that if you think that this is something unattainable, that's something you can't do and it's just for certain people, we couldn't disagree more. That's absolutely not the case. But we're going to just share a lot about ourselves in the process of this lifestyle. Yeah, totally. Um, because we haven't, we haven't really talked about it too much on, on our website, uh, about the more stories, experiences, lifestyle. Yeah. Yeah. The example I was just thinking a really good example would be like so many readers will tell us, Oh, we want to know how you became vegan. And that's really sweet. We love that. But it's a, it's a lot of time and energy to put into an article to write that. And, you know, one of the th unique uh, experiences to blogging and trying to make a living blogging is that you have to really decide, am I going to spend my time writing these things that are going to get read by people, but maybe aren't really fulfilling creatively, like how to do X thing in X place or write this how I'm struggling with my <laughs> creative output article that no one's going to read. Yeah. So bring it, bringing it back to our, like the example you used as our vegan story. Um, 
Whereas it wouldn't work as an article because we both have very different stories when it comes to why we became vegan. In a podcast, we can just have an informal conversation talking about it. And I also think, you know, people see us online as the alternative travelers. They see us as an entity where even though when we have our own, you know, who wrote the article, people still think of us as, you know, the alternative travelers, that's their voice. Whereas we're actually two very different individuals. And I think the podcast would be a much better format to talk about that and share about that and how we're doing this together, how we're traveling together, and how we have a blog business together, all that kind of stuff. So yeah, just to give you an example of some kind of things that we don't talk about on our blog for not because we don't want to, but just because it's just not the right format. So we're super excited about sharing those things in a podcast. Um, but we also want to hear what you guys want to hear from us. So um, definitely let us know what podcast episode you would like to hear, what questions you have about anything related to the main topics that we're going to be talking about here on the podcast. Yeah, I would say that's pretty much everything that we want to cover. But, you know, a lot of our content on our blog is driven by reader requests and questions. So if you're listening in on this first episode, say, hey, I want to hear more about what's it like traveling as a couple. Did you guys think that it was going to work? Did you give it a trial run? How'd that happen? And we can have an episode on that entirely if people are interested in it. Yeah, so if you have... Any questions on, yeah, house-sitting, yeah, vegan travel, sustainable travel, practical, like, digital nomad travel, like, full-time travel stuff, anything related to any of that, or something that you think is related that maybe we didn't mention, because sometimes we take for granted what we're already doing, and we, you know, we, we think it's obvious, or we already are doing it, so we're not even thinking about it anymore. Then someone has a question, and we're like, oh yeah, we should talk about that. So definitely let us know. Thank you for listening to the Alternative Travelers podcast. For more episodes and show notes, go to alternativetravelers.com slash podcast. If you enjoyed this podcast, please consider leaving a five-star rating and review on iTunes. This helps more people find the podcast and is greatly appreciated.